Ladies and gentlemen, opening night of the season is here for the Minnesota Wild and the Florida Panthers. We'll take a look at the offseason for both teams and what to expect in tonight's game on today's special crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Florida Panthers. Your Locked on Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Special crossover episode of Locked On Wild and Locked On Florida Panthers. We are your team every day. Thank you for making both Locked On Wild and Locked On Florida Panthers your first listen each and every day. Make sure with the season here, you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's crossover episode, we will dive into the off-seasons for both the Florida Panthers and the Minnesota Wild, how we got to this point today, and some keys to what needs to happen here this evening. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, host of Locked on Wilds, joined today by Armando Velez of Locked on Florida Panthers. Armando, we're here. We are here. It's opening night. Everything is looking up for everybody except the Edmonton Oilers last night, but uh, that's more on that on another show. Uh, let's just dive right into the... Uh, recap of the offseason here for the Panthers obviously got to the cup final last year and so as we look at this Panthers team for this season what are some of the big changes uh, that the Panthers had throughout the offseason one of the biggest changes that they had in the offseason was the fact that the salary cap only went up one million so there was a they were just like a lot of contending teams in the in the in the NHL, they were going to lose some of their debt pieces for for the for their Stanley Cup run. One of them being Radko Gudis on the on the blue line as as well. We knew that that I I personally knew that the Florida Panthers were not going to be bringing him back based on age, term, and all. The only reason I would have seen him being uh, brought back to the Panthers would would be if it was like a one year term something like that but congratulations on to him on getting paid uh for 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 him in in Anaheim and Alex Lyon the guy who got got them there they weren't not he was going to always take a one way contract uh after him getting the Panthers to the Stanley Cup final excuse me the Stanley Cup playoffs before Sergey Bobrovsky took them to the final uh and for for the Panthers i mean we had months like three and a half months to prepare for Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour not starting the season after the injuries that were revealed, both upper body injuries for, for them and all. So they had all the time in the world to like get ready. So you bring in a veteran like Oliver Ekman Larson, who's who got bought out by the Vancouver Canucks and, and also Mike Riley, who's going to be on the bottom pair uh, D uh, who got bought out by the Boston Bruins. So, guys who didn't work out elsewhere and it's nothing new for the florida panthers bringing in guys who who uh weren't in 
either they weren't in winning situations or they were part of a cap crunch for other contending teams. They they they're coming into the Florida Panthers on a on a on a cheaper deal because they want to win. They they've seen what the Florida Panthers have done over the last few years, and they said, "I want to I want to play for a winner." Uh, and then you have some guys for the Florida Panthers who are who are just trying to scratch the surface as far as trying to make an impact for in the NHL because for the Panthers, this is the time when you're trying to contend. You have to take advantage of some cheaper contracts on the books too. Unfortunately, they did lose Grigory Denisenko to waivers to the Vegas Golden Knights, where they put him on Vegas put him on waivers, and then nobody else claimed him. So he he's going to be starting in Henderson in the AHL. But Mackie Semeskevich, their first round pick from the 2021 uh, draft, is uh, is going to be part of the lineup as well. Justin sort of, I'm not sure if he's going to play opening night for the Panthers, but they will be without Sam Bennett. So you never know what the lines are going to look like. So Sam Bennett is out tonight against the Minnesota Wild. So we're going to see what happens as far as the forward groups. And then there's a, a, a and this guy might not also be playing tonight neither, but a guy who came from overseas and Uvis Belinskis signed his ELC back in April. The Florida Panthers uh, scout scouting team found out about him in the world championships last year. And then they signed him in April and then him being part of the mix, getting used to the North American game. He's going to be part of the mix. So a lot of it's, there's so much great in, internal competition for the Florida Panthers throughout training camp. And I think it's going to be a great thing once those two do come back, which the only one on LTIR is Ekblad. So there is a chance that Montour could be back a lot sooner than later. Armando, I know last year it was a little bit of a, I guess, rocky start for the uh, the Panthers, but they really found their footing in being able to get to the postseason. And obviously we know what happened after that. What do the Panthers need to do this year to get off to a better start under Paul Maurice and give themselves a little more sure footing as the season unfolds. I think the power play has to be, I, I think it has to be on point to start the, to start the season. And I, and I loved how the power play looked uh, throughout the preseason, even on, even in games that they did not score. I, I loved how the puck movement was. You have an ex- experienced man in all Reckman Larson who can run it uh, while, while we're, while the Florida Panthers are waiting for the reinforcements to come back. You see him attempting cross-ice uh, passes from the right point to to the left wing circle, getting Evan Rodriguez to a to fire a one-timer shot. We 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 know a lot of uh, people know more now what Matthew Kachuk can do when the puck is um, in his in his possession behind behind the goal as well, and then waiting for the play to develop for, to, to to for someone to cut in as well, and even at five on five as well. I mean, you're you're like like I mentioned earlier, Sam Bennett's not going to be a part of the mix. Etu Lusterain and I've I've not mentioned him yet. Which the flexibility of Etu Lusterain to play for, in, on the wing and then come up to center as well. Part of part of a, a trade that was even before the Bill Zito era went it, with Dale Talon's last uh, trade deadline. The 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 fact that the this this management group were, was able to find something for him as far as a role in in multiple places in the lineup it's such a luxury for for the Panthers as far as that and the 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 centers are gonna definitely have to step up as far as protecting the neutral zone as well because we don't know what the defense is gonna look like as a whole. Uh, 
you're gonna you're there's gonna be a little bit of growing pains and you're gonna have to do do a lot to protect your defense and to to protect uh Sergey Bobrovsky because it's gonna be the Sergey Bobrovsky Anthony Stolar show with Spencer Knight starting the the season in uh, AHL Charlotte. So it's it's gonna be a good situation because Spencer Knight is also gonna get his starts in in Charlotte and, and then he's gonna get his legs going and then it, and then if if come it, it comes to like an injury situation he's going to be ready he's not going just going to be sitting and you're going to have a lot of guys who are going to be be ready for for what the, the season after all the competition that they had throughout the throughout training camp so it's a good situation shortened off season a lot of motivation coming off of final run and 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 the the guy the guy the the core guys as far as Barkov Kachuk those guys are still are starting the season. You have the coach who's starting the season as well. So there is a possibility that the Florida Panthers could have a really good start this season. And we will see how things play out as we get things started. All right, we're going to flip and talk a little bit about the Minnesota Wilds getting to tonight's action. But uh, first, we will step aside as we continue today's crossover episode of Lockdown Wild and Lockdown Florida Panthers after this. Step into NFL season with FanDuel, official sportsbook of America. Right now, you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Just as an FYI, for tonight's game, the Minnesota Wild are minus 137 on the money line. The over-under is six and a half. So if you are feeling inclined to put something on tonight's game, again, Minnesota Wild, minus 137 on the money line. Florida Panthers plus 114 are your odds. Either way, visit FanDuel.com slash on kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment number two here on this special crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Minnesota Wild. Very thankful for once again having Seth Topal, the host of Locked On Wild, here on this special crossover edition of the show, the host of Locked On Wild. And Seth, just looking at the the recent history for the Minnesota Wild, they're they're playoff contender mo, mo, most years. Only the the last time they they didn't qualify was in 2019, so they're always in. The last time they made the second round was 2015, so kind of a team that's kind of trying to take that next step as far as first round woes, as far as that in in the Western Conference as as well. But there's a lot of growing pains that are going to happen with the Minnesota Wild as far as what what we're a topic that's been going back two seasons because of their buyout history as well. The the Zach Parise, Ryan Suter, it's still it's still a lot of pain. And I'm seeing on Cap Friendly the the pain that it's only 21 rostered players on, on the team. I mean the Panthers last year with their their buyout of Keith Yandel only had to carry only were able to carry 20 players. So we've seen what the what a, ro- a roster crunch can really feel like as far as depth. But Cap is going to be going up 4.5 um, millions, somewhere around there, 4, 4.5. So it, it's 
and then even next year after that, it, it feels like the Minnesota Wild are really going to be able to go on a spending spree as well. But Minnesota, the the issue from what we from an outsider's perspective has been depth scoring for for the for the Wild. That has been that has been a constant conversation. We know what Kirill Kaprizov can do uh, when whenever he whenever he's on the ice, but w- what with the limited amount of cat space available for, for the Minnesota wild, what, what have, what has the front office and, and management done in order to help Kirill the thrill? Well, I think what we've seen, especially over the last couple of weeks leading up to this season is this front office, try to continue continuity with the current roster that they have. It's, it's obvious that this year and next year, Funds are tight. And so what the front office has done is tried to retain as many players as they can off of this nucleus with the assumption then that this is a playoff caliber team and that they will add to it here and there uh, over the next couple of seasons. I think a lot of fans were hoping that we would see more prospects be inserted into the lineup, but you've seen guys like Matt Zuccarello retained for an additional two years. Marcus Foligno for an additional four, Ryan Hartman for an additional three. And those are guys that fall into that um, secondary scoring category because, you know, two seasons ago, Ryan Hartman had over 30 goals. Marcus Foligno had over 20 goals. Matt Zuccarello had over 20 goals as well. And with the exception of Zuccarello, you saw the scoring pace drop. Foligno went from 22 goals to seven. Hartman went from 34 to 15. And so that's where a team can struggle from one year to the next is if you have those huge drops for guys that were, you know, core pieces. Let's not forget Ryan Hartman two years ago was leading the team through the first like two months of the season with 14 goals. Not something you'd necessarily expect. And so if you can get those guys to get back to that level that they were, two seasons ago when the wild um, broke their franchise record for goals in a season, they may not get all the way to that mark, but if you can get Ryan Hartman to be a 20 ish goal guy, again, that's, that's going to be huge for this team. And we've seen guys like Freddie Goudreau um, step up his production going from 14 goals to 19 this past season. Uh, There's going to be a hope that Marco Rossi can um, add some goals to that mix here this season as well. And so you've got the guys you know are going to score. Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, uh, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Matt Zuccarello. It's what the rest of the guys do to help this lineup out, which is why we've we've seen Bill Guerin take... um, and try to keep these guys retained with the assumption that they'll get back to somewhat close to where they were two years ago, as opposed to the, uh, the slumps that we saw last year. Yeah. And one thing that Bill Guerin has been aggressive with, and he's not afraid to bet on his guys. I mean, Matthew Boldy and Kirill Kaprizov are two guys that he bets on when it comes to giving contract extensions. I mean, in the, in the shortened season, Kirill Kaprizov, the we we don't know what we what we get out of a, a shortened season can he ref, can he do this again you give him an extension and, and then and then he's still performing at the level and i 
and that's the same thing. Matthew Boldy, not, I, I don't think he played over 60 games before getting his his extension as well. That was a comparison a lot with uh, Eric Brandstrom of, of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, excuse me, Jake Sanderson, sorry, uh, of the Ottawa Senators about not playing as many games and then and then getting a huge extension as, as, as well. So Matthew Boldy, a young prospect for the Minnesota Wild, who's definitely going to be uh, relied on. You mentioned Marco Rossi earlier. And then on the on the defensive end, uh, Brock Faber as well, which the part of the roster crunches that the that the Minnesota Wild have dealt with was unfortunately losing other debt pieces. I mean, I'm sure you mentioned Kevin Fiala a lot um, over over the last few years about get getting something back for him as, as far as as far as what they had because you would have had to trade two other players or something in in order to keep them as well. So. That is, I feel like that's going to be definitely, uh, definitely big for them. Um, was checking daily faceoff, and I'm seeing that there could be an injury to Jared Spurgeon. Uh, is there any update on 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 the status of Jared Spurgeon? Yes, uh, it is an upper body injury for Jared Spurgeon. He is his official designation is week to week, uh, so he will not play tonight, um, which is obviously a huge blow for this uh, this wild decor. There is hope, uh, there's optimism that he is not going to have to be put on long-term injured reserve. Obviously, in order to do that, he would have to miss 10 games uh, or 24 days of the season. So that gives you a little bit of a better idea as to the amount of time that he'll miss. And I kind of crunched the numbers. I think through the first two weeks of the season, he would miss seven games. Um, after that would be three weeks, would be 10 games. Four weeks would be, I think, 13. Uh, so you can kind of do the math there that they expect that he'll be back probably right around two weeks, maybe a little longer than that, um, which is going to be a huge lift for this team. But in the meantime, you know, the, you, you're asking a lot of a guy like Alex Goligoski, who is is getting up there in age. He's going to slide in with Jake Middleton on that D pairing. And then you've got John Merrill and Kalen Addison on your third pairing. Um, those guys had some struggles last year. And so it is going to be it's going to be important for the wild between the pipes to just be rock solid. Uh, Philip Gustafson, especially at just grabbing rebounds with a guy out there with a guy not in the lineup like Spurgeon, who is just so good at kind of handling things in those instances. Those goalies are just gonna have to be aware of where the puck is at at all times because Rebound goals is something that has bitten this team considerably um, over the last few seasons. So that's that's going to be huge for the Wild, especially with some tricky opponents to start the year. But um, they've navigated these types of injuries in the past. I mean, they they lost Kirill Kaprizov for like 20 games last year, and Matt Boldy stepped up and took the offense to new heights. So it's, it's all about just next man up with this team and uh, hopefully – they uh, hopefully they'll be able to get through this first part of the season without Spurgeon relatively unscathed. Yeah, de definitely a lot to ask of Jonas Brodin, Brock Faber, uh, and, and all. And de definitely that's going to be huge for uh, Philip Gustafson, which which that 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 trade uh, with the Ottawa Senators is looking really good right now for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, even though we, even though. A lot of people still love Marc-Andre Fleury. I know he's not the main starter anymore, but still, it, 
gotta love the goalie uh, tandem for for the Minnesota Wild, especially. But we are going to transition over to segment number three, where we are going to discuss more of tonight's matchup. Maybe a little bit of a um, of a recap of last uh, last uh, year's uh, season series as well, and who wins tonight. So we are going to discuss that more on this special crossover edition of Locked On Panthers and Locked On Minnesota Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper, and the NHL season is finally here. Have the Florida Panthers or the Minnesota Wild? Will they have the season that we've been yearning for? Absolutely love the NHL, and I know you do too. And I want to tell you all about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin. Sidney Crosby, Kale McCarr, and for the Florida Panthers and the Minnesota Wild side of things, you, you're talking about Matthew Kachuk, Alexander Barkov, Kirill Kaprizov, Matthew Boldy. Those, those are guys that you could definitely be looking for. Just pick more or less the stats for these stars like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Panthers and Wild fans. A hundred times a payout on sleepers, so start paying attention and get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Welcome back to today's special crossover episode of Locked on Wilds and Locked on Florida Panthers. Once again, we are your team every day. Seth Topol and Armando Velez finishing off our conversation, taking a look at tonight's matchup. And uh, Armando, let's do this. We'll go through some keys to start, and then we can take a look back at how these two teams have uh, have matched up over the last few seasons. I'm doing that because it's been pretty Florida heavy um, in terms of uh, the head-to-head matchup. So for keys, uh, I'll just start with uh, a few for the Minnesota Wilds. Obviously, both teams have some injuries to their decors. Um, and so for the Minnesota Wild, offensively, that is something that they're going to need to exploit here tonight. Uh, get that Kaprizov line going, the Boldy line. Those will be the two lines that are tasked with a good majority of the scoring this season. So get those guys going, take care of opportunities and chances. Uh, but uh, you really, you shouldn't come away in a game like this feeling like you left shots on the table. Um and especially with Sergei Bobrovsky and net the Wiley veteran, you got to test him. There were so many times last year that this wild team just did not test goalies. I mean, Martin Jones with Seattle, I think the wild had in a game, they got shut out like 22 shots. Can't do it. Can't do it. So got to test them. And then on the wild side, defensively, Philip Gustafson is going to need to gobble up rebounds to try to help this decor out without Jared Spurgeon. Um, that's that's another big key in my mind. And then Kaprizov, take the wheel. Kirill is, I think, hungry now that he is the alternate captain uh, and also with the fact that his season was interrupted last year due to injury. I think he's hungry for a little bit of a revenge tour this season. So if he can get off to a hot start, always puts on a show on opening night. If he can get off to a hot start, that's going to certainly help out uh, the Minnesota Wilds in victory here tonight. Armando, what are some keys for the Florida Panthers to uh, come away with a win? 
Yeah, just going back to the season series uh, before um, before from last year, I mean, you had one game that was a high-scoring game and the other one was just a goalie duel between Gustafson and Bobrovsky before the Florida Panthers ended up winning that in a shootout on in the Minnesota uh, in the game at XL Energy Center last, last go-around. It's crazy, the first matchup, it, I remember messaging you saying, well, I guess the Minnesota Wild are going to come here with um, come to sunrise with a win because that was the start of the Alex Lyon era um, for for the Panthers, if you want to call it an era. But the the, the stint for for him uh, when they were struggling with their goalie injuries uh, as well, and uh, for for the Panthers, it's really going to have to go down to protecting the middle of the ice uh, for 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 the for the for the Panthers as far for, as far as that. The the Panthers' uh, motto is is aggressive forechecking team, chip and chase as well. When you're when your battles in the corner, and there, there's going to be there's going to be also, you know what what are you going to see out of the bottom pairs as, as well? Uh, the 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 Panthers are going to be going with uh, have uh, Nico Mikola as far as, as their second pair. He's seen as the Radko Goose replacement. He got a little bit of term. Are you how how are you gonna how are you gonna manage as far as uh, getting getting preventing pucks from getting to the front of the net? What what's what's that gonna be, what's that gonna be like for the Florida Panthers as well? And for and for the for the Panthers, I I have no doubt that Matthew Kachuk is going to be coming into this one and continuing what he built off the the previous season. I mean, I mean, twenty four years old coming coming into this and still young in his prime but alexander barkov historically in a florida panther sweater always gets off to a slow start points wise um the defensive game i have no complaints about him as well about what he can do as far as back checking and transition as well and, and how he moves the puck in the middle of the ice as well to 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 get the good first pass once they enter into the zone but i want to see more of what alexander barkov can do as far as that because he especially on the power play um Lot, there's a lot of patience with Barkov, especially uh, with with a lot of movement as well. And, and I, I want to see him uh, shoot the puck more, especially. I want to I want to see more of that on on, on special teams because uh, they are, are still missing some guys uh, as well. As well, you you have three three fifths of the power play from last year on on power play one in him, Kachuk, and Sam Reinhart in that bumper position. Sam Reinhart last year as well. It took him until game 11 or game uh, 12 to get his uh, his first actual goal of the season. It wasn't until a game in November against the Anaheim Ducks where he got two of them, uh, thankfully. But Sam Reinhart as well. What what's what's how is he going to carry the himself on the power play and on that third line because the third line is gonna is gonna not only is going to feature him and Anton Lindell who we ex were expecting Anton Lindell to have a, a big third season as he is going to be an RFA this year. But if Mackie Semeskevich ends up playing on that third line, how are they going to ease him into the mix as, as well after, after spending, after spending uh, the last part of last season under a PTO with the Charlotte checkers, their Florida Panthers affiliate before signing as ELC coming out of the university of Michigan. There's a lot of hockey that Mackie Semeskevich has played as far as tournaments, NCAA tournament, uh, Calder Cup playoffs and then being a black ace for the Florida Panthers in their Stanley Cup playoff run. So there's a lot. So he's been like a sponge as well over the last uh, over the last few months. Also performing in deep development camp rookie showcase as well. So there's a lot of hockey and a lot of 
a lot of information that he's getting. And he's and even in those situations, he still found a way to make the opening night roster. So it's a it's it's a it's it's a it's a lot, but it just goes to show the commitment there for for Mackie Semiskevich and him and himself. It's gonna. We're really excited to see the rookie lap that he's going to be taking at XL Energy Center tonight, and uh, it's 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 definitely gonna. And I'm also interested to see where Paul Maurice puts him as well, because thankfully Nick Cousins can play in different parts of the lineup as well. He can play on the second line, third line, fourth line, right wing as well. So the Panthers have a good situation of guys who can who can play in different parts. And of course, Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, that that is going to be the definite key of uh, of how he manages through through uh, through uh, through screens as well, rebound opportunities. How the how the Florida Panthers are going to pre- prevent screens in front of him as as well, and how they body up on rebound opportunities to just get the puck out. So that's going to be huge for the Florida Panthers. Armando, who do you think wins tonight? I. It, it's funny because I think with the Florida Panthers, it's going to be some growing pains as well. But I do think that it's it's going to. I do think that they are going to get off to a a good start tonight. I I'm going to say this whole road trip is going to be a two and one road trip for the Florida Panthers as as far as that. I do think they are going to get a win tonight against the Minnesota Wild. I think it's going to be an overtime win uh, for, for the Panthers. Uh, they they struggle getting overtime wins uh, until the latter part of last year. It wasn't really until they got a win after trailing after the second period. It took until late January to get it. I don't think that's going to happen this time around. So I think they're going to get a win. It's going to be maybe like a 3-2, 3-2 win for the Florida Panthers over the Minnesota Wild. I think they're going to go also into Winnipeg and get a win as well. And I think they're going to drop their Monday game against the New Jersey Devils. So not only a prediction for tonight, but a prediction for their three-game road trip before they open at home next Thursday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. What says you? I think I like 3-2 to two as the score. I am, however, going to pick the home team to win here tonight. I think we'll see a uh, just vintage performance from Philip Gustafson in his first start of the season. I think we'll see a Kirill Kaprizov goal, but here's uh, here's the spicy take. I think Marco Rossi scores tonight. I think there's been a ton of good momentum for him heading into this season, and I think he will light the lamp here tonight. I don't know if it's the game winner. I'm not going to go as far as to try to predict that sort of thing, but I think he scores tonight because it just feels like the stars are kind of aligning a little bit that we're going to see better from him than we did in his uh, stint last year to start the season. So 3-2 Minnesota Wilds, regardless, both uh, fan bases should be in for a good one here tonight. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to both podcasts so you don't miss out on any new content uh, as we cover this game and the rest of the season. You can find both shows with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.